Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. An Erio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I am Allie Siegel. I am Melissa Stettin. And I, producer Maria. <laughs> uh, Melissa, who are our patrons for this week? We've got L. Oscar, Natalie, and James. Thank you guys for your patronage. I am super excited for our episode today. We have tons of guests. We had no idea that everyone was going to say yes. So we have three <laughs> guests today. We have John Tenney um, and his friend Jessica are going to be on. And they uh, have both visited the place that we're, that we're going to be talking about. We have a tarot card reader who's going to read my tarot for my love life and do a general reading. <laughs> I'm most excited I'm about most, that. I'm so excited. And then we also have a psychic who lives in the place that we are talking about. And I'm going to start beating, uh, stop beating around the bush. We are talking about spiritualist communities. And uh, what does that mean? It's towns, uh, cities where the only people who live there are psychics and mediums. And like That's crazy and tarot card readers. Totally nuts. This is where Allie's going to retire. <laughs> yeah. to. I honestly was looking at real estate and you can buy a house for as little as like $40,000, like fixer uppers. <gasps> crazy. Really? But you have to be approved by the town first. You can't just oh. buy it. You have to be like approved by the council. This is all stuff you need to yeah. ask Celeste, our resident res person that's a resident there because maybe yeah. she'll and also she could maybe vouch for you if she likes you give enough. me an in yeah, yeah. She can oh. give me an in. so anyways there's three of these different communities one is called lilydale which is how i first got um kind of privy to these communities yeah, there's a documentary about this yes on hbo called no one dies in lilydale i'm dying to visit then i found there's another one called casadega spiritualist community in florida and then there is a third called Camp Chesterfield. So we're going to be getting into all of those today. And Celeste, um, our psychic, is lives in Lilydale. First things first, let's talk about Lilydale, this community where every single person who lives there is literally a psychic wow. or a medium, a healer. And you, it's 250 pe 275 people who live there, all psychics, and you can visit. They get... 22,000 visitors a year um, who come to get wow. like 
classes, workshops, to visit the church services there, um, to hear lectures, or to get a medium, to get an appointment with a medium and to get read. It's kind of like, I was thinking about, it's kind of like food trucks. Like, you know how like when there's like a... <laughs> When there's like oh, a, yeah. a Friday night like art festival and there's like food trucks down the street and you can like visit every food truck. Yeah, like an art walk and you can visit like every food truck. Like that's kind of what Lilydale is like where it's just like a street and every house is a medium and you can like go medium to medium and and get yourself like a reading. It's really crazy. It's located in the town of Pomfret on the east side of Casadega Lake. Um, in New York State, in southwestern New York State. This is their kind of like creed. Remember, this is and always will be a spiritualist camp. Hold fast to this truth and say to those who would have it something else, the world is wide, so go your way. We would have no new gods placed upon the altar. Spiritualism is enthroned in this camp and outside issues must be kept to their own realm. Guests to be entertained, but not allowed to monopolize or overthrow the camp from Marion Skidmore, 1894. Interesting. So I found this history of the camp. Um, it's from a spiritual historian named Ron Nagy. Here's how it started. So there's a small village called La- Laona. And that's a few miles from Lilydale, also in, in New York. There was a mesmerist named Dr. Morin. Mesmerism is hypnotism. That's what they called, uh. Mesmerism. Yeah. So, and actually it's interesting. I am currently getting my certification in, uh, hypnotherapy and they call it mesmerism. They call it mes- mesmerized or mesmerism because it was created by this guy, Franz Mesmer. That's like the same thing as like the crapper, huh? In the toilet. <laughs> Why? You know that like the toy, it's called, it's not because like you crap on a toilet. It's because the guy who invented it was last name was crapper. Stop it. Are you serious? I'm serious. So the word crap cr- came from him. I don't know if it did, but I know, like, I'm going to go sit on the crap. That would be a hell of a coincidence. Yeah, that's probably where we got the word crap. Because does mesmerize come from this person, Francis Mesmer or whoever, William Mesmer? Yeah, that's that's where it came from because it was created by Franz Mesmer. So then they called it mesmerizing and mesmeris. But that eventually turned into hypnotherapy. But that was the original term so mesmer is to william as crapper is to To thomas yeah well i don't think people called it the crapper it was thomas crapper and company and it does not the word crap does not derive from crapper the origins of the word crap are not entirely known but it is known that it was commonly used in england to refer to rubbish um so yeah crap was crap but crapper invented their toilet i that's (laughs) mind-blowing to me yeah, that's I mean, I'm sorry. I think I think there's a coin. I that's <laughs> anyways, back to this what? crap. Um, <laughs> he uh, would lecture in front of people and do these like hypnotherapy shows or like hypnotism. It wasn't really hypnotherapy, but it was more like hypnotism shows. Mm-hmm. This guy um, called Mr. Johnson was a minister. He eventually became like the first leaders of uh, Lilydale. And at the time, he was sick or so. What is so funny? You're still, what are looking, you at, you're still at? looking at toilet stuff. No, I'm not. Look behind <laughs> you. Your dogs are going nuts. And it's funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My dogs are nuts. What else is new? I love how they come in just into frame to like play. <laughs> Because they're trying to ruin my life. This is like nothing new for me. (laughs) So uh, this guy was sick and they called in this mesmerist to try to like heal him or like to try to make him better. All of a sudden, I guess he was like getting like spiritual messages or, you know, like healing the sick or like getting like mediumship messages an entity apparently spoke to this doctor and the people present and saying, you know, you have to start a community. The group started regularly meeting and all these other spiritualists started coming to this small town, Laona. And the first spiritualist community in 1855 was actually started there. But in 1873, this guy who also went there, William Alden, said, you know, like, I have this farm 
outside of Lilydale, why don't we just start meeting there? You know, it's this like big farm and it has a lot more room and, you know, that'd be a better place for us to meet. So then it was moved to Lilydale and that's how, you know, it got started at Lilydale oh, Assembly. Oh, interesting. Tell me about it. Um, So I don't know if you remember, we did a spiritualist episode and we talked about the three sisters, the Fox sisters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They were eventually, I believe, uh, said to have been a hoax, but they would have like seances and uh, they were allegedly mediums, but they were kind of like thought of as the sisters of mediumship and like created mediumship during the spiritualist movement in like the uh, late 1800s. But mm-hmm. their their cabin, their house that they uh, lived in was actually uh, picked up and moved and taken to Lilydale. Oh, if I remember correctly with the Fox sisters, it was the two the two of them were th- the mediums. And then their older sister was the one that like took them around. It was like their manager. And yeah. I think only one of them like said that it was a hoax. And then the other one kind of went to her grave saying this it wasn't a hoax yeah yeah one it was margaretta margaretta said that it was a hoax and the other two were like no it's not like they were trying to protect their reputation scheming sisters exactly so they moved their house to lilydale unfortunately it burned down there but they still have it as a monument and so yeah it's this like crazy place like uh deepak chopra has spoken there john edward who we have a mutual friend in common with has spoken at lilydale it's crazy if you watch this documentary uh no one dies in lilydale It's these people have like grown up there or they've moved there and they just say like they walk around and they just like see ghosts, like talk to ghosts. There's like this uh, it's like near the forest and kind of like near a lake. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is like the fairy garden. Like this is where the fairies reside. Like, whoa. Now, is it I don't know if you know, like, what's the ratio of like women to men or interesting question? I'll tell you right now. I bet it's a 100 to one. No, there's men there, too. Well, because this has a real like potential to be like a cult, you know? Right. But it doesn't, but it's not that. Like it's, there's no like. Yeah, there's no call. And I'm wondering if it is more women. If that's what's preventing it. I'm just saying, because most of the cults that go crazy are led by men who end up having sex with all the women. Well, that's the thing is there's no leader here. There's not a, there's not a leader. Cults never start with a leader though, do they? <laughs> there That's is not true. all for one, one for all. They do. They well, always start with a leader. <laughs> there's always no, it's a leader. Always <laughs> That's not, not the ones I've been in. <laughs> yeah, there's no leader here. It's just, I mean, like, it's just a bunch of people with the same spiritual principles right. and like, and the same, you know, more or less profession. I bet it's mm-hmm. so, you know what I bet it feels like? I bet it feels like you're in the movie Practical Magic. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that 100%. so nice? Yeah, I think that's so cool. Like if you ever if you ever been to Santa Fe and there's like a row of shops that's all just like yes. ladies wearing jewelry, like yeah, turquoise, lots of turquoise. Like everyone's just having a good time. Like yeah. just talking to each other. Weird art is everywhere. And the gift just shops like, have those CD <laughs> yeah. stands where it's like Native American sounds and stuff that you can press the button and then it yes. plays it for you. There's it's a lot like of those. Ohio. I like, I no joke, like I'm oh, dying to go to this place. Um, so here's it. Well, it says, would you like to join Lilydale Assembly? The membership process is one, you must be a member in good standing of a recognized spiritualist church for one year prior oh. to applying oh. for a membership in Lilydale Assembly. I wonder if Melissa can get in because she's part of the Church of Satan. Church of Satan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Satanic temple. <laughs> a copy of your current church card must be received in the office. There it so is. There it is. I've got my. Uh, <laughs> what's funny is yesterday I was looking through like all my tax papers. <laughs> so I had to find stuff and I was like sorry through. I was like this, this. And then my Satanic temple like membership thing. Like Martin was looking at me. He's like, oh, I got this. Got my Satanic membership. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> my receipts. <laughs> oh it's just my God. A funny thing that happened. Um, so you have to pay a fee. Oh, you have to get letters of reference. Uh, family members cannot oh, wow. be separate, accepted as references. Then you have to make an appointment with the Lilydale office and you have to be interviewed. Next, you request to meet with the Lilydale board of director- directors to discuss your intentions. 
Damn. And then you're notified. And you have to do all that before you buy a house. And I like it. Wow. They vet their members. It's like a homeowners association. How many, how large is this town? It's 275 people. Three mile walking radius, 144 acres of registered old growth forest adjacent to the Casadega Lakes region. That sounds nice. Three it's, mile radius. A resident may walk the woodland trails, kayak, fish, or swim at our beach. There are oh. several year round churches, healing temple, Wednesday night service, working committees, home circles, monthly Sunday brunch. And daily Ooh. gatherings at our post office. Come on. And I, mean, I wonder, I wonder what if the brunches. The, well, no, I was wondering what the <laughs> restaurants are like. Like, do they have good restaurants, do you think? I I read that somewhere. There's like two eateries or something. I think Because I could like move there and kind of like maybe create a restaurant that was like the spot to be, like the hot spot. Yeah. yeah. Like a little casual cafe. Casual cafe, Maria's Cash Cafe. <laughs> Casual cafe. Yeah. Well, there's three houses for sale now. There's one, or one, two, three, four, five, ranging from forty nine thousand dollars to one hundred and fifty nine thousand dollars. So, but it's I mean, extremely affordable. Yes, but again, you have to be approved. Right. Okay. Let's move on to this next December. Uh, this is next spiritualist uh, community, Casadega spiritualist community. Now, this one's in Florida, and we know Florida is wild. Um, they call this the psychic capital of the world. And this is kind of an offshoot of Lilydale. So this is from their, their website. So this is the prophecy. George Colby, a young spiritualist from New York, was told during a seance that he would someday be instrumental in founding a spiritualist community in the South. And the seance was in Lilydale. That prophecy was fulfilled in 1875 when Colby was led through the wilderness of Central Florida by his spirit guide Seneca to an area surrounded by uncommon hills. And then the camp was formed. Colby homesteaded land there, but continued to travel and work as a medium. He later learned that his associates in Lilydale were interested in founding a winter spiritualist camp in Florida. As a result, the Southern Casadega Spiritualist Camp Meeting Association was formed in 1894. I find it interesting that Lilydale is next to Casadega Lake or whatever, and then so is the Casadega place. Like, what is with this? Wait, are they named after? They're both next to this lake oh, or weird. whatever. So today, the Casadega Spiritualist Camp now consists of approximately 57 acres Ooh. with 55 homes. Everyone there is a psychic. Those who reside here have chosen to live in a community of spiritual people where they can worship and work in harmony with their beliefs. Many of the camp's residents are mediums and healers, so I guess not all, most, who offer their services from their homes or apartments. We as spiritualists welcome you, no matter your religion, believer, skeptic, curious, you can come visit and get a reading. So there are nine principles of spiritualism that all these small towns live by. It's a little wordy, so we can try to uh, figure out what it is. The first one, by this we express our belief in a supreme impersonal power everywhere present, manifesting as life through all forms of organized matter, called by some God, by other spirits, and by spiritualists, infinite intelligence. So to me, how I perceive that is that there's no doctrine as it comes to God. That there's right. just like a higher power, whatever you believe that is, and it's personal to every person who experiences it. That's nice. And it's just like a divine intelligence. I'm on board for that. Um, yeah. Two, in this manner, we express our belief in the imminence of spirit and that all forms of life are manifestations of spirit or infinite intelligence, and thus all men are children of God. Again, okay. I'm on board of that and on sure. board of that. Three, a correct understanding of the laws of nature on the physical, mental, and spiritual planes of life and living in accordance therewith will unfold the highest aspirations and attributions of the soul, which is the correct function of true religion. So I think that, you know, how I perceive that is like, like being grateful for nature and like mm -hmm. appreciating like the world around you and like the golden rule, like treat others how yeah. you treat yourself yep. and like treat, leave things better than you found it. 
Okay, uh, four, life here and life hereafter is all one life whose continuity of consciousness is unbroken by the mere change in form whose process we call death. Energy, energy uh, never goes away. So I think they essentially believe that, you know, in in the continuity of consciousness, which is why I think they believe in mediumship. Like, And it's haunted as hell. It's haunted. Is what they mean. Ha. Huh. <laughs> Five, spirit communication has been in evidence in all ages of the world and is amply recorded in both sacred and profane literature of all ages. Orthodoxy has accepted these manifestations and has interpreted them in dogma and creed in terms of the supernatural. Spiritualism accepts and recognizes these manifestations and interprets them in the understanding and light of natural law. Spirits are real. Six, Mm -hmm. this precept we believe to be true. It points the way to harmony, peace, and happiness. Wherever tried, it is proven successful, and when fully understood in practice, will bring peace and happiness to the man on earth. Uh, So living with these principles equals Mm -hmm. peace and joy. Seven, man himself is responsible for the welfare of the world in which he lives, for its welfare or its misery. So everything, the world is a function of how you behave in it. Eight, we discard entirely the terrible wrong and illogical teachings of eternal damnation. So like there's no hell. And in place thereof, we accept and present for consideration of thinking people the thought of the continuity of life beyond the change called death. So maybe that's reincarnation. A natural life or the opportunity for growth and progress to better, higher, and more spiritual conditions are open to all, even as they are here on earth, on the earth plane of life. Um, so blah, blah, there's no hell nine. Uh, we thus affirm our belief in an acceptance of the truths and assertions that prophecy and mediumship are not unique, nor of recent occurrence, uh, recent occurrence alone. So the ability to speak to, uh, those who have passed is not something new, nor is it something like unique to these people. Like everyone can do it if they're in touch with like these spiritual principles. So also as a side note, like, Bright Eyes has an album called Casadega. Oh, yeah. And Tom Petty has a song called Casadega, which talks about psychics. So that's cool. Interesting. Okay, so our last town, which we'll just get into for a second, because it's pretty much all the same thing, is this place called Historic Camp Chesterfield. And this place is in Indiana, which surprised me because that doesn't really seem like a place where spiritualism would be thriving, but maybe that's just judgmental. So I beg to differ. That is true. That's true. (laughs) I've spent a lot of time in Indiana. (laughs) Kalamazoo, Melissa. Um, So uh, in the middle of the Midwest is a spiritualist community, 44 acres, one of the largest spiritualist communities in the U S They have a hotel, a book and gift store, chapel, cathedral, garden of prayer, a labyrinth. Ooh, a labyrinth. I want to start a town. Like, this seems like you just, like, buy a bunch of land and you start a little community. I mean, what's to stop anyone? I know. I don't really understand, like, how this works. They also have classes. They have distance learning classes. Let's click here. Let's see what classes they have. If you have enough money, you can buy a certain amount of acres. Yeah. Oh, and this then is you're cool. like this is town Melissa. <laughs> town <Welcome>. Melissa. Melissaville. <laughs> um they have a class. This is cool. African American spiritualists who were civil rights leaders in the eighteen hundreds. That's a cool class. Ooh. Numerology, healing addictive behavior. They have a historic district that has a totem pole. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, so, and again, you can visit here and, like, get a reading with a medium. So, pretty cool beans, all these different places. So, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to talk to a psychic who actually lives and works in Lilydale. Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, episodes a day early without ads, uh, video versions of episodes. Please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month, or you can do a flat fee for the entire year. So it's just like $20 and you're a patron. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And as always, please send us voicemails that we can play on our mailbag. Insert jingle here. 626-604-6262. Here we are. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. All right, so now we have Celeste Elliott, who is a psychic medium at Lilydale. Celeste, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you. So how did you find yourself coming to Lilydale? Uh, actually, I came to Lilydale for the first time when I was 21. I was in college and I was doing a internship for a small nonprofit. And uh, we were on our way from Ohio, where I'm originally from up to Mm -hmm. Toronto, uh, for a fundraiser. And we stopped over in Lilydale, because there were some folks here that my then boss had was friends with in the town. Oh, my God. And uh, we wanted to pick up some supplies and things for a trip that we were going to be taking. Um, like donations to be taking with us uh, later that month, and um, that the rest, as they say, is is history. <laughs> so, what made you stay there, or like when did you end up moving back, or what what kind of like attracted you to it? The next summer, or actually, I think later that summer, I had an opportunity to go back again and uh, spend some time with my mom and one of her friends. Um, my mom actually found the town about a year before I did. Oh, wow. So I ended up, we, my mom and I always used to jokingly say to each, or at the time we thought it was serious, but we always used to say mm-hmm. to each other, oh, I'm going to be out of college soon. This will be our last summer together. We should spend time together. And it was this very sweet little mother-daughter thing. <laughs> um, cut to today and we live together in Lilydale. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's honestly going to be me and my mom, 100%. (laughs) So we have a good time together. Um, That wasn't, you know, our intention, but it's it's how things unfolded. Um, So I wanted to spend a little time with her. And there was a class that um, taught um, meditation and intuitive development and healing. And I was not really interested in mediumship, intuitive developing, but I really wanted to learn how to meditate. And I was, because I had been doing mediumship from the time I was a child. So to me, I was like old hat, you know, like it didn't, (laughs) and I grew up around the spiritualist community in Ohio. So I was kind of like, yeah, okay, well, a lot of people do this, but spiritual healing wasn't so big in that community. And that was something that really, really, really impressed me and Lily Dale really drew me in. Um, And I thought meditation might be very useful, which it is. (laughs) Um, And so I just kind of kept coming back. Um, I and about, you know, I found that the skills I was learning 
were very helpful to me in getting my mediumship gift under control, uh, changing it from being a natural thing that happened when it wanted to happen, Mm -hmm. how it wanted to happen, um, to going into a developed, polished version of mediumship. And so that, that was something that, you know, was very, uh, very, very interesting to me. I was, you know, going through my master's program and the summer after I said, well, I've got a little time uh, before I have to go out into the real world. I was working on my thesis project and uh, they happened to have an opening uh, for a rental cottage in Lilydale. So I spent the whole summer. I had just finished a ministry program with a church uh, associated with Lilydale. Uh, that was a oh, two-year wow. program. Um, so I ended it. it just sort of like... I went out into the world and I kept coming back to Lilydale because there was just something so special about the community and very supportive, um, particularly for, you know, the younger people who wanted to come in because there's not a lot of younger spiritualists. Uh, You know, that's not, that's, it's the religion of people's grandparents and great grandparents. Totally. Uh, And, and. The younger generation, um, I think you're all just a little bit younger than me, but you you understand it's more about the spirituality aspect for most people than it is about um, a a religion per se. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it but the philosophy worked for me, uh, and I loved the work. And I never, you know, if you had told me at that time twenty years ago that I was going to be um, just a full time medium in Lilydale, <laughs> I. I would have laughed in your face, <laughs> you know, so like, no, that's, <laughs> I had other plans, you know? So, yeah. Um, but this was just so much more joyful than anything else I could have planned for myself. Yeah. So, yeah. So you've, you've experienced, or you've had this gift since you were a child, the ability yeah. to connect. What was, what was that like, or how did it manifest when you were a kid? So I've always worked in the connection through emotion, um, Mm. feeling, emotional feeling, um, or gut knowing. Um, Mm. and I, cause I turned off the visual, uh, Mm. when I was quite young because it scared me (laughs) and you can do that, you know, you can open it or you can close it because, um, I just, that was something as a, as a small as a small human, I couldn't handle <laughs> yeah, um, totally. seeing spirit. And yeah. um, particularly because I was seeing spirit that um, they didn't speak to me in opening their mouths. Um, they Because spirit people think at you. Everything is energy yeah. uh, and, and emotion. And so they would give me you know, they would talk to me, but they would talk to me in what I would refer to today as sort of heart to heart. Yeah. And, you know, I, but that would make me very nervous as a, when I realized that finally as a child, um, I also used to, uh, see a guide of mine, um, who, when I was very small, I told my mom that the, that I saw the tooth fairy at night, um, <laughs> because oh that was, you know, yeah. as like a four or five-year-old, that was my understanding. What else would you think? Yeah. Right. Who, who why else would there be an adult woman in my room (laughs) talking to me in the middle of the night? Right. Um, and, and it was always very comforting and very loving. And, um, but you know, it never occurred to me to say, who are you? (laughs) So I, in my head, she was the tooth fairy. Um, but I always have just kind of, um, had the knowing when somebody else was in the room and now as an adult, I have better boundaries, of course, Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, I'm like a taxi. I'm on when I'm on, when I'm doing a reading or, or tuning into spirit uh, for, you know, to, to connect for myself or someone else. Um, yeah. And I am, when I'm not working, I go on the emergency channel or the need to know channel, yeah. um, you know, so I'm not turning, nobody is ever technically all the way off. Right. Um, not if you so have to th- yeah, that's, that's an important distinction, I think. Um, so did your, did your, you said your parents were, or your mom was like also in the spiritualist community. So like, does she have these kinds of gifts as well? If you're open to talking mm-hmm. about that, or is that, is that kind of something you grew yeah. up in? Um, yes. Uh, we would, uh, 
occasionally go to a spiritualist church uh, that was mm-hmm. in Ohio and um, metaphysical centers. And there was a, yeah. um, there, uh, the area that I lived in, the closest thing around, there was a, a group called uh, mm-hmm. the Trumbull County Psychic Research Association. Oh my God. And, oh. Yeah. And it was huge. They had like 200 members and this was in the eighties and nineties. Um, wow. It was a big thing. And so all the, all the people that had uh, studied and trained and, you know, had been doing the work um, for years and years belonged to this group. And it would be like, oh my gosh, did you hear about this new book? And, you know, there'd be like a monthly meeting and, um, and somebody, so cool. and they would pay at Christmas. The Christmas party was great because they would do, <laughs> it was, that was my favorite. Um, <laughs> and they would, so my mom started studying metaphysical, metaphysical things, um, mediumship, intuitive development in the eighties. And, um, partially she says, because I was just so mediumistic as a child Mm -hmm. and both of my parents, um, were very, they took this approach to raising me that was just sort of like, um, I could, they left it open to me that if I needed to say something to them, uh, about an intuitive knowing or, um, or a mediumistic happening, um, that they would just say, okay. Yeah. And, and then we would all move on with our day and it wasn't a big deal one way or another. So there was That's no nice. pressure. And that was, you know, if I'd had stage parents, this would be a very different story. Right oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or parents so, who like got angry with you for yeah. saying that kind of stuff or like using that gift or, or right. anything like that. So many people grow up and it's like, you shouldn't know that you must've been listening to my conversations. You yeah. must, you're wrong. You're lying or worst case scenario, there's something wrong with you. You're, crazy. you're the devil. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, you're really lucky. (laughs) Um, So what is it like um, living in Lilydale, you know, in that community, like on a daily basis? Well, it really is a community. And that's what drew me here. And that's, you know, everybody who lives here um, is involved in various aspects of the community. Um, so you don't have to be a medium or a healer or Mm -hmm. anything other than somebody who subscribes to the philosophy of spiritualism to live in Lilydale. Um, but you do have to be a spiritualist to live here. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's a bylaw thing. Um, so, uh, but it's, it's very interesting, you know, because there's the, the, the artisan's guilt. And they make crafts and they have a plant sale and they do, and it's fundraising, you know, and, but it's, it's a social aspect and they get together. Um, and you know, I don't know what they're doing right now because of the pandemic, but, um, but typically they would get together once a week and they would work on a group project and they would work on individual products and have lunch. It's a potluck, you know, you can just drop by with the potluck and hang out. Um, (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) I know, right. Um, and everybody comes to the community brunch once a month, which is a church fundraiser, but it's $5 brunch. And how do you miss that? You know, yeah. and hangs out. Um, we have a volunteer fire department, very, um, which is wow. very typical for Western New York, but also the, yeah. the fire department uh, auxiliary is a very, uh, is a very fun crew and they do a lot. Um, you know, you have people, you have the beach committee, you have the <laughs> environmental committee. Um, I'm chair of the women's day committee, um, which is focused on the, the women's history aspect, because that's something that, um, is another reason why I, I am very attracted to spiritualism. Was it one of the first like uh, people at Lilydale or one of the first speakers, like the suffragettes or a suffragette yes. or something like that? Yeah. Very first person who spoke in Lilydale yeah. uh, when it was established um, w- was a woman and what she was a suffragist. Wow. And yeah, I forgot to say had, that earlier. Yeah. And we had really, really big names in the suffrage movement which you have to understand Chautauqua County that we're located in was a huge area for the women's suffrage movement. 
Um, and awesome. so we, we ended up with, uh, Susan B. Anthony, Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, um, um, Dr. Anna Howard Shaw. I, I mean, I could give you like That's 15, crazy. 20 names. Um, and so we, we have been really in depth exploring that. Um, but this is a religion that was founded in some ways by women not yeah. necessarily, but by women. And so we had an equal voice from the beginning when that was unheard of. Yeah. Wow. That's so funny because our, our podcast network that this is on Erios, our, our slogan is a podcast network by women for everyone. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that's perfect. That's same thing. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're our own Lilydale. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. See, you put the energy out there and, and, and I fell yeah. right in. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, I guess my last question is like, so what, um, I know that there's, I, I think it was like 300 people or so who live there, but then like the tourism, mm-hmm. I think is a big aspect of yeah. Lilydale. What, what is that? I know I saw the documentary with my mom like several, several years ago and we were like, we have to go here because me and my mom are totally into this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah. what is what is the tourism aspect like for those who visit? Uh, so in because we are technically a spiritualist camp, that's how we yeah. were founded when church camps were very, very popular. Um, yeah. And so we have a, a summer camp season every year that is the last weekend in June through the Labor Day holiday, uh, which we're typically sometimes it's nine weeks, but we have made a concerted effort the last few years to make sure that it's always 10 weeks, um, regardless. So we will change the dates around if we have to, you know, (laughs) make it a little earlier. Um, but the, um, in the summer, uh, there's, um, daily events, there's weekly events, there's morning meditation, there's two healing temple services a day. Um, there's three outdoor message mediumship message services a day. There's classes and workshops on the grounds. Uh, there's thought exchange, which is, um, this part of the spiritualist movement from the very beginning where you just go and literally exchange thoughts and ask questions. There's, you know, um, uh, which it's very, very open to, to new ideas, um, which is, yeah, I mean, we're committed to changing as we know better, we grow. Um, and you know, it's just, um, you know, although the hallmarks of mediumship are of, uh, sorry, of the camp have really always been kind of spiritual tourism, um, it's really based on this very loving philosophy of, of personal growth and evaluation and knowing that we have that love and support from the people in the spirit world. Yeah. And if, if they wanted, if someone wanted to come to Lilydale, could they um, book an appointment with you or, or how does that, how does that work? Yeah, there are, I believe 40 some mediums on the grounds. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. That is a lot considering we have 12 streets. Um, <laughs> not that big a job. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, uh, it's, so there's a very rigorous um, testing process that takes a couple oh. of years and you have to have, uh, depending on the year when you, when you go th- do the final testing, um, somewhere between 92 to 100% accuracy on the tests to be to be wow. able to call, be approved and call oh. yourself a registered Lilydale medium. Um, so we take great pride in that. Um, that is, you know, I didn't want to be a professional medium just right. out in the world, but I wanted to be one here because it meant yeah. something to mm-hmm. me for that reason. Um, so we pushed each other and we're always, you know, learning and growing and, um, and yeah, people can look on the website, lilydaleassembly.org under find a medium and see who they're drawn to. They can book with me. They could book with just about anybody that's registered um, by calling or, or going to their website or whatever. And um, it is harder to come and just get, just sign up 
the day up. Right, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Although most of us try to accommodate people in the summer by leaving a slot or two open. Uh-huh. Um, and you'll see little signs in the windows that say, <laughs> you know, appointments available with a little sign up sheet, you know. Oh um, so, you know, that which is great. I love getting somebody who would ordinarily never be into this sort of thing, but they're there yeah. like, eh, maybe I'll try the experience, you know, one time. Um, and not because I'm, I'm trying to prove anything, but because I think, um, I know that spirit has sent them to me and I know that, um, you know, it's going to plant a seed for them somehow, uh, and, and bring some healing or some inspiration. Um, so it's super fun. (laughs) I don't know if you're allowed to disclose it all, but are you allowed to say like what the vetting process was like? Cause it's so cool that you guys actually have to have that kind of accuracy in order to call yourself a medium there. Yeah. Uh, and we're, we're of course not the only organization that certifies their churches and, Mm -hmm. and different groups, but, um, but for us, um, you have to, um, belong to a spiritualist church. That's number one. You have to belong to the assembly. Um, You, you need letters of recommendation from people that you've trained under. um, And you have to, um, so we want, because we want to know that the ethics, the standards are that, you know, what you're doing before you come in. Okay. Mm, right. Um, by and large, these are people who already have a pretty robust practice. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not just somebody who's like, I'm, I'm just gonna, you know, yeah. test and try <laughs> for this, you know? Um, <laughs> and, um, so once you get through all of that, um, you are considered a candidate, um, mm-hmm. And you will go out to the outdoor message services and you have to do so many during the summer and people will be evaluating you on your work at the outdoor services. And we have something called Monday night circles. Um, same deal. You have to do X number of them. Um, and you know, to, so that people can evaluate, you know, how, are you able to do the private readings? Are you able to do the public readings? Because in Lilydale, which is very unusual for other places, you have to be able to do both private mediumship and public mediumship, which are two different animals completely. Um, and I mean, same skill set, but totally different ways to practice. (laughs) So, um, and, and it's very natural that, um, at different stages of your career as a medium, you're going to be more drawn towards one or the other. You're going to be stronger in one towards the other. Um, so you go through all of that for an entire summer. Um, and then, uh, you are sort of evaluated and then the next summer you come back and you do your actual testing and you repeat the whole process over again. And then at the end of it, you are tested by the, um, the community members, the assembly board of directors, the mediums oh league. There's a whole, there's a whole way that it's put together, um, so that it's, um, you know, fair and accurate. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. So, I would, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I was going to say, I would crack under that pressure because I feel like spiritualists are already so emotional to begin with that I would yeah. be like, right? <laughs> just like cry halfway through right. yeah. every day. Which, Ugh. you know, when I get misty, it's because I'm already, con- it's because I'm connecting with spirit in the heart space anyway. So totally. you know, it's pretty. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> who I am. Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Melissa, Maria, do you guys have any, have any questions before? No, it's all, it's very fascinating. I'm just so intrigued by this community. It just sounds so lovely. Well, you know, it, it really is. And it's, um, we are part of our grounds is actually, uh, an old growth forest. And, um, we call the Leolin woods. We're one of, uh, a few in New York state, but yeah, people come and, you know, the wander the grounds just to get a sense of peace. We're right on a lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, yeah. we're, we've got trees all around us. We try to keep it very peaceful, especially in the summer. There's no yeah. construction in the summer unless it's yeah. an emergency, oh, nice. you know, because we, we <laughs> like to have, um, you know, a, as much quiet and calm for people. Um, occasionally there's somebody over, you know, at Forest Temple. That's one of the places where they do the messages uh, outside. Um, playing a flute or guitar or something that, you know, like there's ambiance here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's also some 
you know, there's cafe, there's shops, there's restaurants, there's, you know, so it's, it's a very nice experience, even for people who aren't looking to come for a reading or participate in something in that way. Um, Sort of like the department store has the board spouse chair you know, yeah. um, with ESPN yeah. <laughs> outside the totally. waiting area. So, you know, there, it, um, the, we've got a museum and we've got a library, uh, a research library. And, um, so, oh, how cool. yeah, so these are, um, are, are ways that we try to serve, you know, to, yeah. Be present. Informational experience. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Celeste, if people want to reach you or book a session with you or something like that, where, where can they do so? Uh, they can actually go to my website, which is celesteelliot.com. Awesome. And they can also find my website right off the Lilydale site, which is lilydaleassembly.org. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much. This has been so awesome. I am so uh, feel so honored that we got to talk to you. I've been so oh, obsessed with pleasure. Lilydale for so long. So uh, thank you so much and have such a good rest of the day. Thanks. My pleasure. Have a good day. To listen to an interview with a couple people who have actually been to Lilydale, as well as a tarot card reading about Allie's love life, listen to part two of our Lilydale episode. Powered by ACAST. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 